Welcome to the DLF Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Dan Myler, Ryan McDowell, and Matt Price. Yes, we are the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Dan, Matt, and Ryan. Episode 537 of the pod is sponsored by No House Advantage, the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available. Week five, guys. It's uh, it's pretty much in the books here. Uh, lots of lots of big plays, lots of big scorers as well. There were there we we kicked it off right in uh, on Sunday, Thursday night not so much. Um, but uh, the football was good, right, Ryan? So bad. The football was good, yes. The uh, the injuries were not good, though, and especially the concussions. That Ouch. that was kind of a uh, yeah. It kind of kind of stood out to me uh, in in week five. Of course, that's been a big story uh, across the league since the Tua issue, which is now you know that's just a little over a week ago. Uh, we saw Naheem Hines on Thursday night. That kind of was the beginning of that that terrible game was he suffered a pretty scary head injury uh and then on sunday uh, multiple guys i mean just players that i'm aware of obviously teddy bridgewater um chris olave pat fryermuth maybe maybe a couple of others that i missed but all those guys suffered head injuries and were quickly ruled out so uh, i feel like with the changes that the league has made we're going to we're going to see more and more of these, unfortunately. And, I mean, the, re- the reality is they were already happening, and these guys were continuing to play. Yeah, that's, uh, that was a standout moment or set of moments for me as well. You just continued to see these guys move to the sideline off into that blue tent, and then they were quickly, I think you said that, Ryan, quickly determined to be out for the game. And if this is going to c- continue, it will continue to affect us as dynasty players on a week-to-week basis. The problem is there's just not a lot we can do to to fix the problem, or, or if you want to call it that. Um, maybe at the quarterback position, you could do the the team quarterback thing because I, I know those of us in super flex leagues today, uh, or in week week five, I should say, the Teddy Bridgewater injury happens on the first drive of the game. He's out. He gets you a zero. It's hard to overcome that. Um, but that doesn't take care of all the problems. The the Naeem Hines injury that happened early as well, and a lot of us take take a point or a point and a half depending on your your scoring settings. And you got an uphill climb the rest of the week. As you said, Ryan, it's going to continue. Unfortunately, I just don't think there's a lot we can do about it. I think there's a few answers, but they're pretty they're pretty drastic changes. I mean, obviously, like a best ball format would, um, would address some of those issues. But moving from a, a, a typical league where you're setting lineups every week and, and you like that, that element of, of strategy and, and that piece of playing fantasy football – that's a huge, a huge thing to take away uh, or, or to change. Um, and then, you know, maybe there's rules, some type of injury-related rule for concussions or any, anything else that if your player is injured early in the game, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you have a replacement. But then you get into a lot of gray areas with, you know, is it just the How first early? quarter? Is it yeah. right, right? How early? Um, and if so, the guy the guy already scored twelve points and then goes out and his replacement barely plays, then yeah. why don't I get the twelve points? You know, it's just it's just a messy thing. If we want to set our yeah. lineups, it's it's got to be set it and it's it's pretty much in stone, I believe. Um, but there's time for those conversations. Dan, we need we need some fantasy football platform to provide a setting that has a little box you click that says uh, you can you can choose a backup basically. And if it scores more, scores more points or your, your primary gets injured, then it automatically gets inserted in your lineup. There's got to be we're, – we're in the year 2023. We're in the fu- – 2022, we're in the future. We don't, don't, we don't have hoverboards. <laughs> we, we don't have hoverboards, but we, we don't have fantasy leagues with, with all of the options that we want. So 
there's going to be some time for this kind of top conversation for sure because I feel like we could go on and on about it. Um, we'll bookmark it for the off season for sure because it's something we should talk about a little bit more. Uh, Matt, we never even really introduced you, Matt, buddy. Welcome to the show. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to get to on the show, including a fun mock draft that Matt put together for us. We'll do that at the end of the show. We're taking a look at ADP risers and fallers. We got your sleeper stash of the week. We're going to set the line once again. Uh, but first, we should hit this. The Startup. The startup this week is rookie running backs and how they shined in week five, guys. Uh, Man, you know, we talked a lot about these rookies throughout draft season and then into the preseason. And now as the season has started, there's been relatively slow starts, but these guys are heating up right now. And it starts with Brees Hall. Breakout game in week five against the Dolphins, 18 carries for 97 yards and a score, caught two passes for 100 yards, nearly scored on one of those passes, uh, reaching for the goal line. That pass was behind him. There's a lot of running backs where that not only is dropped, it bounces off his hand, but potentially bounces up in the air and turns into an interception. Brees Hall is smooth catching the football, and that's not necessarily something that we thought was going to be a major strength of his. I know a lot of people thought that it was something he could develop into, but being used as a receiver is a huge plus for us as dynasty players, already a top three dynasty asset at the position by even those that don't really love Brees Hall, right? Uh, it's, It's hard to put him outside of the top three. You'd have to work pretty hard to do it. RB6 in our most recent ADP, which is about to publish on DLF, 19 overall in October ADP, Ryan. That's too low for the rookie in the Jets' backfield. Yeah, we talked about some of that ADP last week, I believe, and and said that the the downside of of some of that is it's almost outdated before it hits the side in in the case of some players, and this is one of them. Uh, our Our current data, as you said, says RB6. It's either RB1 or 2. It's it's he or Jonathan Taylor right now. And we said last week, uh, Brees Hall is one of the only running backs who's really gaining any value uh, early this season now through five weeks. And he's gaining a ton of value. The The usage has increased each, each week. His snap share, uh, his his touch share has increased. And, and his overall performance has increased. RB32 uh, in week one. And then three straight weeks as a top 15 running back coming into this week. We'll see where he ends up in week five, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty impressive after that uh, game on Sunday. There, there aren't that money, or excuse me, many running backs that have been money like uh, Brees Hall here the last few weeks. It seems like there's a lot of inconsistencies. And Matt, that pass-catching prowess that he's showing, his ability to get on the edge and, and uh, catch the football, is what's creating that, that high floor. Now this week he shows that explosion and that ability to turn a small gain into a big play, scoring around the goal line as well. Seems like he has a nose for that. I, I, just, I agree with Ryan. You can't put him outside a number two among your running backs. Yeah, I'm I'm there too. Uh, I mean, we did see we, we can't forget about Michael Carter, who's still a good player and, and vultured two touchdowns from us. It was it was nice to see Hall get that that one, but it could have been so such an even bigger day, right? Almost 200 total yards, and it could have been three uh, touchdowns we were looking at for him. And then you know maybe we were talking about him as the running back one with recency bias, right? So um, yeah, he's 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 maybe the only. I guess I'm probably not drafting any drafting any running back in the first round still, but. If it's going to be one of them, it's got to be Brees Hall or, or Jonathan Taylor. I, for the record, I have no problem with anybody putting him at number one among running backs. I yeah, love Jonathan sure. Taylor. Personally, I'll I'll t- still stick with JT and uh, that power running game and, and all those things. Another running back, speaking of powerful runners, how about Damian Pierce, guys? 26 carries, was a bell cow runner. The reason the Texans got their first win of the season against the Jaguars on Sunday, 26 carries, 99 yards and a touchdown caught a few passes as well. Guys, this dude's a bully with the ball in his hands. He had 26 carries on Sunday 
And, you know, we all heard all those stats last year or leading into the draft about how he never played more than 25 snaps in a game and how he never had more than 86 touches in a season. Whatever those stats were, he is he is shattering all those expectations right now. He's the best player on the Texans. Uh, he, he's doing this all with, uh, with a poor offensive line, with limited talent around him at the other skill positions, and he's just running through tackles. And, you know, nearly scored another touchdown on on Sunday. RB21 in October, ADP, 69 overall. I'd argue with anybody that he should be a top 10 running back in Dynasty right now. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to put him up that high in, in my own rankings, but he's he's definitely been really impressive, better than I thought he would be. And a, a lot of the things it feels like that are going against Damian Pierce – you know, just being on on a bad team, uh, not having a ton of uh, PPR upside as as a part of that receiving game. Those are the, those are the same things we've said about Jonathan Taylor, and uh, Pierce is finding a way to overcome those. I, I know the Texans won uh, on Sunday, but that was their first win, and this was not his first good game. This, in fact, was his third straight game as a top ten running back. We'll see if he can hang on to that uh, well, that ranking with with a couple games to go, but three straight impressive games uh, for, for Pierce. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I could go as high as top 10, Dan, but I'm with you. He's certainly rising up the boards. Well, he also got, he did get the receipt. He's starting to get that receiving work. We're starting to see that he out targeted Burkhead today, five to three. The only two that had more targets on the team were Collins and cook. So he's starting to get that workload. Only three carries for book Burkhead to Pierce's 26. So uh, he, he's like, uh, he's, he's not Saquon, but he's kind of like the Saquon of that team. Like the receivers are kind of, kind of, you know, not, not playing up to stuff. Maybe that's because Davis Mills hasn't been, uh, you know, hasn't really taken that leap in the second year, but Pierce is clearly the engine of this offense. So I, I don't know. I'll have to go over my rankings. I don't know if I can get him in the top 10, like Ryan said, but he is definitely rising. Yeah. These guys that are this young and putting up this kind of production, it's, they're hard to find, and and I think we all overlooked Pierce because because of all those things that happened at Florida, and and maybe maybe all the things that didn't happen at Florida. That coaching staff never trusted him to be this kind of player, and Houston clearly does, and and he's running with this opportunity. As I said, he's the best player on that offense, and really the only reason that they get anything going on any drive. It seems like to me, uh, I've seen every. Single Damian Pierce carry, and I urge everybody to go do that because he is fun to watch. Dan, so currently, again, looking at that October ADP, Dalvin Cook is RB10. Are, are, do you want him over Dalvin Cook? Yeah, Obviously, I want to make a, that a trade and, and, and get something on top, right? That's the kind of deal you're, you're, you're going to make right now. Um, if, if, you're, if you're in a startup right now, though, I think I want Damian Pierce – over all those aging 26, 27, 28-year-old running backs. Do you want him over Kenneth Walker at this point? Yeah, I definitely want him over Kenneth Walker. And I like Kenneth Walker. We're going to talk about him next. Uh, Kenneth Walker is the RB20 and 64 overall. So right around the same range when this this ADP was collected over the last couple weeks. Had a little bit of a mini breakout due to the the Rashad Penny injury. That was a kind of a gruesome injury for Penny. We hope he he recovers. But it looks like Kenneth Walker is going to be the the starter moving forward. Eight carries, eighty eight yards, long touchdown. I I don't know about you guys. He he pulled away on that run. Showed some of that stuff that we saw at Michigan State with those big runs. Um, and being on a team where where they want to lean on a running the running game, lean on a specific back to get him there. This next month or so is going to is going to show a lot of what Kenneth Walker might be able to become on Sundays in the NFL. Uh, you know, I think we're always going to be <clears throat> I think we're always going to be excited about these young running backs that that show promise early in the season, rookies especially in Hall and Pierce and Walker, we could say they're all moving up rankings or, or their ADP is going to grow. But a big part of that this year specifically is it feels like there's 10 running backs that are are falling off and losing value. So it's not just, excuse me, it's not just that, uh, that these young guys are impressing. They're, they're able to take advantage of the veterans 
falling and going the other direction. So what might be a, a move up or uh, of one or two spots in a normal year is now moving them up five or seven or ten spots uh, in those running back rankings. Because like you said, Dan, when you start comparing to guys like Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon and, and these these players that have been so good for so long, they're still 26, 27, 28 years old, and and that's just what the value comes down to, that you're not going to – you're not going to take the older guy who might have two years left over one of these rookies who's showing promise. Matt, what what are your overall thoughts about Walker and his upside at this point? Because he's he's going to get this opportunity, as we alluded to, but we're, we're just we're just not really sure where his upside fits in. And I know you you liked him uh, during the draft season. How, how much really? Now that this opportunity is on its way, I, I mean, I. I he was, I think, I think he was running back two by default at that point, you know, in the in the pre-draft process. But now it, he certainly, I think he certainly increased his value. But I just, I don't know if I'm willing, like you said, uh, I'm probably willing to take Damian Pierce ahead of him at this point. And I don't want to get too excited about him. Uh, you know, Penny had the big game last week. He's basically split the touches with with Walker uh, this week and was maybe more efficient on his run outside of that long 69 yard uh run you know basically 19 yards on seven carries before other than that so uh yes he's explosive i don't know if we can say that this is a team that necessarily wants to run anymore we see geno smith like firing off every single week only 25 pass attempts today so fairly balanced to the 21 rush attempts but clearly more of an emphasis through the air um than it has been in the past with with russell wilson team so uh, i want to get excited about him but i'm not as excited about him i guess i would say as someone like damian pierce the last guy we should mention before we move on, guys, is Brian Robinson. Although the stat line didn't look probably as or anywhere close to to these other guys, got on the field for the first time. Uh, nine carries, twenty two yards, led the team in carries and rush yards in his debut, and currently the RB thirty six, hundred and three overall, six weeks removed, Matt, from that shooting, and he's back on the field and looks like the preferred guy in Washington. Um, yeah, I mean, not a super impressive performance by 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 him today, but clearly he uh, you know led the team in both rushing and and and, and rushing yards and and attempts. So um, e- even though it was kind of a game that where the rush running maybe was should not have been uh, a huge part of the game plan playing against that, that tough defense. So um, I, I don't know. I I I think we can be excited about him because he's going to be the lead back, but it's still going to be a three three-part committee and it's still on a bad team so I don't want to push him up too high yeah that's totally fair I I do think I mean it obviously just says a lot that not only was he able to get back on the field so quickly after that uh, but he was basically handed the starting job which it, it looked like he had earned in the in the preseason so all good news for Brian Robinson in a in a pretty cool story Sleeper Stash of the Week. Once again, it is time for the Sleeper Stash of the Week, where we take a look at a player outside the top 200 in Dynasty ADP that you should consider stashing. Ryan, who got this week? Yeah, I'm getting getting a little bit ahead of this one, but when you're talking about stashes, that's what you have to do. Uh, Kyron Williams, rookie running back for the LA Rams, currently on the injured reserve, suffered that ankle injury in the season opener and uh, has not played since has a October DLF dynasty ADP of 208. Uh, He's, he's due back soon, at least based on the timeline that was given initially following his injury. That was uh, six to eight weeks. So he's missed four games now. So hopefully he'll be back on the field in a couple weeks. And, And the reports were all positive for Kyron Williams leading into that game that the that he was going to be a big part of the offense and of course we know it was not great news at that point for cam Akers. and there was even speculation that williams injury is is really what gave Akers a role in, in that season opener so uh, we'll see how that shakes out Akers and Hen- and daryl henderson have not been especially impressive at all this season so uh, i do think there's a chance that uh this this becomes one of those messy uh, three men committees when uh, when Kyron Williams gets back, but 
he's he's out there on the waiver wire for a lot of uh, in a lot of leagues, especially after that injury. I would be grabbing him right now and and waiting to see how that plays out. So so you'd be stashing him because he's the sleeper stash of the week. Uh, That's it. <laughs> Kyron Williams as the Sleeper Stash of the Week is brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest-growing fantasy football platform in the world. It is built around a mobile interface, so it's easy to do everything league-related from your mobile phone, no matter how complicated your league or how many leagues you play in. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. You down with ADP? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know us here on the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We love ADP, and we love talking about the latest ADP, which is about to hit the site at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Ryan, you're the guy that procures that data for us, and we're going to discuss some of the key risers and fallers from the October ADP that's about to hit the site. Let's uh, let's go through each category and... Talk about the player's value, including some of, uh, and, and then we'll try to make a few recommendations whether we should buy or sell these players with their new costs. Uh, why don't we start with the rookie wide receivers, Ryan? And uh, the best place to stop, start is the player that moved up the most. It's Alec Pierce, Indianapolis wide receiver, up 45 spots from 156 last month to 111 this month. Alec Pierce is rising for good reason. Yeah, of course he has. Uh, when you're just looking at, at at net spots gained, he's got a little advantage on some of those other rookie receivers because he mm-hmm. was further down back in September. But uh, I mean, this data was collected before that uh, impressive Thursday night game that he just had a few days ago to to kick off Week Five. Um, so as reactive as dynasty managers are, especially when it comes to ADP, if we do these again right now, he's probably even higher than that 111 mark. Um, you know, a little, little bit of a slow start, but I've been impressed with Alec Pierce, uh, even in that frustrating offense. He, he's a player I like a lot and would be glad to have on, on my teams. Pierce was a, was a third round pick in a lot of dynasty yeah. rookie drafts and all the way up to wide receiver 55. I'd argue that that's already some outdated data as well. He, he might yeah, be a, a wide receiver four right now inside the top 100 is in his future he's going to move there soon matt and you know so i'm wondering about price the 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 time to get him for a third round pick is long gone the time to get him for a second round pick that might be out the window here real soon if it's not already it probably is he's probably one of those players that's worth less than a first but more than a second probably two seconds at this point i mean he was a lone bright spot on on that horrible thursday night game that made me question why i was what i was doing on thursday nights um so uh yeah i mean he's clearly i i mean i don't know i i think we've talked about on this show that Pittman sometimes profiles more as a wide receiver too than really that true alpha despite the size sometimes he plays not quite as physical as you think he should for that size and, and Pierce is the opposite of that uh, in terms of the physicality you saw the speed you saw the, the him him rip balls out of defenders hands on Thursday night and uh, he looks he looks very motivated so um, I would like to buy but I, I don't know if you're getting him less than a first and we're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks maybe he'll has a, has a down game here or there uh, and you have to wait for a better spot. Um, but I think you're right. It probably costs a first at this point uh, today. Watching that game on Thursday, I, I thought about making Alec Pierce the, the startup for the show because yeah. it was the only bright spot in that football game. If you had Alec Pierce going, uh, somehow you, you started the week off right. Uh, let's talk about a few of these high-end rookie wide receivers. Garrett Wilson up 41 spots from 64 overall to 23. Chris Olave up 32 spots from 59 all the way up to 27. Jahan Dotson, another first-round wide receiver, up 29 spots. And Drake London as well, Ryan, up 21 spots from 33 all the way up to number 12. These first-round wide receivers are hot commodities right now for good reason. Yeah, they absolutely are. We, we've said it before on here that uh, rookie fever is going to happen every year. Usually it's in April, May, June. This year it's it's in September and October. And, um, you know, maybe we were we as a community were hesitant on these uh, on these rookies in general, the rookie wide receivers. But all of these guys uh, that, that you just mentioned there, Wilson, Alave, Dotson, 
uh, and Drake London have already shown it through the first month of the season. And, and I, would, I would say each of them has been uh, inconsistent for the most part, but they've still shown the, those flashes. And when, you know, when they're 21 or 22 years old, that's really all it takes for dynasty managers to, to buy in and start valuing them as uh, second, third-round picks in dynasty startups. And that's where we're seeing these guys land in, in the second or third round, in the top 40 overall. Uh, as far as buying them, I mean, good luck at this point. <laughs> it's going to be uh, – you're not just talking about one future first, and we know how valuable those are. You're talking multiple future first, especially for – uh, I would say for London and and uh, uh, well, really London, Alave, and Wilson. Those those top three are all going to be two first plus. Matt, I wanted to ask you about Romeo Dobbs because he's another one that has moved up drastically, up thirty three spots from one hundred eight to seventy three. Uh, had a, had a big game a couple of weeks ago against the Patriots and looks the part of 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 a top end receiver, potentially an NFL wide receiver one um, looks to me like he's going to continue to climb these, these rankings or this ADP. Yeah. I remember right before the season started, you know, after his kind of hot preseason run, uh, all all of the positive news from camp, all that kind of stuff. We saw him go, I saw him go for a, a second multiple times. And I thought, you know, that just feels too high for a guy. You know, with his draft capital, with this offense, is it really going to be the fourth round rookie that emerges? And and, and for a little while, it, it was. Now it's Lazard has kind of taken over, but I think we all know the value of Lazard long term. So uh, that those people that bought for a second early, I think, are, are reaping the benefits of that. I don't think you get them for that now. Um, so he is going to continue, you know, I don't know if he's going to like skyrocket up the charts unless he emerges as that true number one for Rogers this year, but he's definitely on the way up and should be, um, well within like, I, I would say within the top five to six rounds of drafts. So in October, he's going in the seventh round. So I think he's still maybe a little bit undervalued. Well, not so long ago, it, it felt like a, a surprise or it was, it, <clears throat> it was kind of big news that, uh, Dobbs was being being drafted ahead of uh, Christian Watson, and now that's kind of a, an assumed, uh, yeah, you know, an assumed thing at this point. Yeah, it's become the norm. There are a few other rookie wide receivers worth mentioning before we move on. David Bell up the seventeen spots from one forty nine to one thirty two. Jamison Williams, Detroit wide receiver, we haven't seen yet, up twelve spots from seventy to fifty eight. So even he's moving up. And then Wandell Robinson, who's been off the field injured for the Giants, up eleven spots from one twenty eight to one seventeen. And Christian Watson. Uh, despite the slow start to his career, up 10 spots from 111 to 101. These rookie receivers are rising. On the contrary, though, Ryan, veteran running backs are not. They are they are fading fast. Uh, and I should mention, we will have another chance to talk about those rookie wide receivers again in a later segment, so hang on for that. But let's get to these veteran running backs, and let's just lump them all together. Joe Mixon, yeah. Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry... Elvin Kamara, David Montgomery, and Aaron Jones. They've all lost between 11 and 19 spots. Between some of them, despite some of them, having productive starts to the season. This is just the way it goes. Yeah, it's back to what we just mentioned uh, in in the previous segment, that um, once you hit that age and and you show any sign of slowing down, and uh, we said those rookie receivers have been inconsistent, I think these these veteran running backs have been inconsistent as well, and in in most cases they started the season slowly, week one, week two, before uh, some of them, Eckler, namely Derrick Henry included, have kind of picked it up a little bit. But um, when you're when you're talking about value in in, in a mock draft and it come and it's creating that ADP, I mean that's a different situation than talking trade or, or even doing dynasty rankings um it it goes back to what you said earlier in the show dan once you're faced with that choice of the 21 year old running back or the 28 year old running back you almost can take the names off of it because you're you're just taking the younger guy at that point in in almost every scenario matt these guys when you talk about Mixon and eckler and henry kamara aaron jones 
the conversation always goes to, but if you're a contender, are you are you buying these guys? This this slip in ADP suggests maybe there's a buyer's market. If you're a contender and you need that RB one to put you over the top, are you? If you had to pick one of these guys, which one are you picking and why? It's it's still Eckler. I, we, we talked about I don't remember what the topic was, but several weeks ago we talked about uh, running backs that were either aging out or ones that we could buy cheaply. And I think I mentioned that I would be willing to buy Austin Eckler for a late first at that point. Uh, and I was starting to waver on that because he wasn't starting to get those goal line, t- starting not to get those goal line touches um, like he was last season. But now we're seeing that role emerge and he's, you know, he's every bit as good as we, as we thought he was. He's on a great team with a young quarterback, all that kind of stuff. So um, I, th- I don't see his role really changing. None of these running backs behind him, including Isaiah Spiller, have emerged uh, like the team I think have wanted them to. Um, so it's still it still wheels up for Eckler, in my opinion. So I don't know if I'm going to pay that first right now, but I would pay, you know, I would I, I would pay a first and for Eckler and maybe like something minor back, like a third or a prospect, something like that, if you could get that done. Uh, the the real problem is that Eckler is probably already on a team that is trying to compete, um, but if for some reason he's not, then that's the way I would go out of these running backs here. Eckler dropping from an early second round pick at 14 er- overall. 18 spots, nearly to the fourth round at 32 overall in the late third. Uh, let's let's lump a few players together that had some drastic falls that we're wondering if they are if, if we wrote them till they died and 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 the death is coming soon. <laughs> Starts with Allen Robinson, the Rams receiver dropped 59 spots, guys. Holy cow! Five rounds from 63 to 122 overall. Also, Russell Wilson. Uh, dropped 30 spots from 99 to 129. Adam Thielen, uh, the 30-year-old-plus receiver, 100 down to 130 overall. And then Zeke Elliott dropped 13 spots, a lot like those other veteran running backs. But maybe the wheels are starting to fall off there, Ryan, from 69 to 82 on Zeke. Yeah, Elliott, was, uh, his decline in ADP had already started. Like We kind of saw this coming, and uh, he, he wasn't valued all that highly in the preseason or really at all in the off season. Uh, but it's, it's been exactly what people expected because, you know, even in that starting role for, for the Dallas Cowboys, he's getting the touches, but he's just not producing, you know, it's, it's a lot of like uh 14 for 82 games with, with basically no involvement in the, in the passing game. And um, it, it feels like if you're just, you know, just what you're seeing on the field, he had, he's having solid games. It's just not resulting in in many fantasy points. So that's kind of that's not quite the worst case situation, but it's it's kind of stuck in that middle, and and it's a frustrating thing for dynasty managers. He certainly doesn't have much trade value left. Um, looking to the other guys, I mean, Adam Thielen. It just feels like we do this every year, and he continues to put up fantasy points. So. Uh, of these that you just named, he would be the one that I would be targeting from a contender standpoint. Matt, how about you? Is there somebody that sticks out? A Rob, Russ, Thielen, Zeke, anybody you want on your contender? No, <laughs> I guess Thielen. But the thing no, is, you can't get want. if you already got him. You can't get anything for any of these guys. Really, you you gotta you gotta no, ride it out. I, I I do think maybe there's it's. It's worth speculating on Wilson in a Superflex format. I mean, he's just uh, this is not Superflex ADP, I don't think, right, Ryan? Um, no. But I'm I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's plummeting in that regard too. And I've seen people say that they wouldn't pay a single first for him anymore. And I've always kind of been of the opinion that any quarterback that has a starting, like like a, a starting job with job security, is is worth like a, a like a low end mid, or low end first like at a minimum. But he's definitely testing that. So can you get him for two seconds now? Like that seems like a move that still maybe can be profitable in a super flex league. If you're willing to pay a first for him, then you should make the offer because I I think that would get accepted in a lot of a lot of super flex leagues for sure. I, I am not willing to pay a first. For I him. don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. But you know I'll. I'll just what what other quarterbacks can you get for a single first? Not very many. There's there's not very many, but usually because they're not good. That's the reason. <laughs> okay. Maybe okay. Russ fits into that group now. Speaking of groups, there's one more group we need to talk about. Let's play a quick game of reaction or overreaction. 
We'll start with Curtis Samuel, the biggest jump in ADP from 198 all the way up to 100, Matt. Is that a reaction, a proper reaction, or an overreaction to his success early in the season? I'll say a a slight overreaction. I kind of always thought he was closer to 100 than 200. Uh, You know, a lot of health issues, but we've seen in the past what he can do when healthy. And, you know, he's kind of back to that that role uh, that he had the last time he was productive, what, two years ago? Right. Uh, I think it's an overreaction. Uh, I like Samuel, but to me, he's still the third best receiver in uh, what we already said was was a bad offense. And I just I can't forget about those uh, health issues that he's had. So that's higher than I would take him. James Robinson, Jacksonville running back up 92 spots from 152 to 60 overall. Ryan, is that a reaction or an overreaction? That is that's an overreaction. The, again, that's higher than I would take him. I'm I'm a believer. I think he's he's obviously fully healthy and back. I think he's good. I think his ADP dropped way lower than it should have, uh, given the information that we knew. But I'm still not taking him in the fifth round, which is where is where this ADP puts him now, Matt. Yeah, definitely an overreaction. We've seen the last two weeks the script kind of flipped a little little bit as Jacksonville's been playing teams playing from behind, basically. ETN split uh, carries with them today. They both got 10, uh, and he had more looks in the passing game. So uh, maybe it's just we, we, we can only play Robinson in games where we, we think Jacksonville's going to be favored and he's going to be the guy there. And when they're going to be a negative game script for him, then it's ETN. Um, but I, I or, you know, maybe he came out, uh, you know, gangbangers with the uh, with the uh, Achilles injury. And now, you know, now, now that he's been played for five games, maybe he's getting a little bit tired. Maybe that that tenant has is, is not quite as healthy as we maybe thought. Not that I'm playing a doctor or anything, but I'm just kind of speculating because he clearly doesn't look as good as he did the first three weeks. I would say the last two weeks. Right. Right. Uh, how about Travis Etienne, Matt? Uh, the other Jacksonville running back, speaking yeah, of him, dropped 51 spots from 26 to 77. That's an overreaction. I think we got a little cute with him getting up. I think he was just outside running back one territory at his peak. Um, and, and that was obviously probably obviously too high overreaction that direction. Now we've overreacted, overreacted the other way. Yeah, I totally agree. He, he was too high. Uh in the offseason, but too low now. All right, Darnell Mooney's the last one. We got all overreaction. Chicago wide receiver dropped 46 spots from 50 all the way down to 96, Ryan. Uh, that's a reaction. He's not a wide, he's not a wide receiver one. Uh, big drop, but it's deserved. That offense is terrible, and they're going to have a real wide receiver one probably as early as next year. Nice. Matt, you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, he did have that sick one-handed catch today that apparently every wide receiver in the NFL can do <laughs> to now. So, um, yeah, no, it, it, without an upgrade, and I don't know if we need an upgrade at quarterback, but we need an upgrade in an offensive coaching scheme or something, and he needs somebody to take the pressure off. So um, I, I feel like it's probably appropriate. So that was reaction or overreaction brought to you by Matt Price and the wacky things he says. <laughs> Guys, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available. Play in pick'em contests for a shot at winning $250,000 or more in cold, hard cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at big money every single day. Bet on up to five player prop, over and unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code DLF at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get an initial deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. It's time to set the line. Set the line. Did we make up any ground, Matt? Um, yeah. Let's see. I haven't actually calculated uh, all of these yet, so I need uh, – Brian, if you have them, please step in. Uh, Dan's last week was uh, Justin Fields, over under quarterback 21 and a half. 
Matt, you and I both said under, and he and we both lost that one. Uh, I said over. I said over on that one. I guess you did make up some ground on me then. Um, uh, let's see. Yours was how many running backs would score 22 fantasy points, I believe, is what that was, Matt? Correct. Okay. Uh, six and a half was the number. I said under. I don't know what Dan said. He said under as well. Okay. It was over. It was way over, I count actually. Eight. I counted eight, I think. Was oh. eight. I think it was eight with a... <laughs> crowd i'm feeling crowd, heckled the here. crowd doesn't uh, like you uh, ryan well I, I don't like me today either uh, <laughs> oh, oh and two is no good for me uh yeah there i believe there are eight with again with a couple games left and then mine was uh how many top 12 games would uh would be scored by rookies uh and the number was two you both said over and that was correct uh, at least with a couple games left, we've got certainly Brees Hall in the top 12. It looks like Damian Pierce probably going to be in the top 12 as well. We'll see if he hangs on to that spot. But over at the tight end position, uh, Daniel Bellinger, tight end eight. Cade Otten, tight end nine. Tight end is as ugly as ever. Uh, but that gets you guys a win on that one. Hey, we needed them for sure. So we'll keep you updated on that. Let's get to our picks for this week. And Ryan, since you stunk so bad, why don't you go first? Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> uh, we talked about Kenneth Walker in the opening of the show. My uh, my set the line is going to focus on him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, looks like uh, Rashad Penny is going to miss some time. So Kenneth Walker, we assume, is going to step in and take that job. He did have 88 rushing yards in the game on Sunday, of course, most of that coming on one play. So I'm just going to set the line right there. 88 rushing yards next week. Seattle is playing the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. Uh, so that's that's the line. Repeating his stat line from week five in week six. Kenneth Walker. So an 88 is a win. So is it 87 and a half then? Is 88 a win or a loss? 80, 88 and a half, we'll say. Oh, he's got to do better than what he did today, uh, Matt. Um, I'll I'll take this one first. Um, I think I'll I think I'll take it. I, that Arizona defense. I, I think he goes for eighty nine plus in his first game as a starter. So I'll say over. I'm I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna take the under on that. All right. Uh, Matt, you have to go next. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, this week, uh, nine wide receivers scored more than 20.5 fantasy points at PPR fantasy points. I'm going to say in week six, 11 score. So the line will be... Ten and a half wide receivers in week six that score more than twenty point five fantasy points. Mm. So I looked over. Actually, I went first the last time. So Ryan, you you got to say your pick first. Um, I actually see ten players who scored over uh, twenty point right. six. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say over for next week as well. Yeah, I was going to say over as well. The The matchups look pretty good. There's there's a lot of good ones out there. And I like rooting for lots of points being scored and lots of big games for fantasy fewer, players. Fewer so. games, though. We get buys next week. Yeah, we do have buys. Uh, I'm, I'm just rooting for the there, – there's one big game particularly that mine is going to focus on. And I think we could have right. multiple guys in that game. Um, actually, I had scrambled for this one because, Ryan, you at the first time this happened, you actually stole mine. I was going to do oh. Kenneth Walker, and I was going to do 87 and a half. So, oh, really? Uh, nice. I, uh, I got a backup one. I thought of something else later on that I didn't want to put together, but I found the stuff we need. Last year in the playoffs, uh, the Bills and Chiefs had played one of the best games I've ever watched, and this they play again next week. It's being billed as the game of the year already. 
Uh, Allen and Mahomes combined for 707 passing yards last year in that game. 329 for Allen. Mahomes went for 378. It's it's ridiculous that they that I'd set the line at 707 again, but I'm going to set it at 649 and a half for this game. Those two quarterback combined passing yards. Matt, do you want the over or the under? 649 and a half for Mahomes and Allen. Man, it certainly is easy for them to do it. So, jeez, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. Because the defenses are both better this year, too. Um, I'm going to say over because it's more fun to root for, but I don't feel good about it. I'm going to say over. I do feel good about it. The defenses are better, <laughs> but the uh, the running games are not especially better. I, I know Singletary, Devin Singletary, has been decent lately. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Seems to score three touchdowns every game somehow. Uh, but uh, in general, I'm still expecting a ton of points and a ton of passing yards. Plus, I think Josh Allen had over 649 passing yards in the first half this Sunday, this past Sunday. So uh, <laughs> feels like feels like with Mahomes, he can hit that. <clears throat> the DLF Dynasty Podcast Mock Draft. All right, we got a few minutes to do a little mock, Matt, and you put together another creative one. So why don't you tell us what we're doing this week? Yeah, this is the I've seen enough mock, and it's going to be the wide receiver edition. For the first round, we're going to we're going to be basically saying that we've seen enough to be confident that this wide receiver will maintain or increase their value. And the the limitations on that are that they have to be 23 or younger. Uh, but they also have to be outside of the top 10 wide receivers in our October ADP unreleased on the site. Uh, and then round two, we're going to do the opposite. I've seen enough to be confident this wide receivers has peak value has peaked and it's going to continue to decline, decline from here on out. Round two, it has to be age 24 to 26 and inside the top 50 wide receivers. All right, Ryan, you drew the 101. So round one, pick one player outside the top 10, 23 or younger that you think is on the rise. I think there's kind of a chalk pick here, but I'm not going to take that chalk pick. I'm going to go a little further down the list, uh, and I'm going to take Chris Olave, 22 years old, currently the wide receiver 16. Uh, so with the parameters of maintaining or, or gaining value, I think he's got a little more room than some of the other guys who are currently ranked ahead of him and have been obviously super impressed with what he's done so far. I am going with a rookie as well with the second pick, but probably not going with the guy that you guys expect. I'm going to take Jamison Williams all the way down there at wide receiver 33. And I think he's going to skyrocket once he gets on the field. You've already seen enough? Yeah, you've You've seen seen enough. enough Wait a minute. I've seen enough in college. He was my wide receiver one before, so he's still my wide receiver one in the class. Okay, uh, I guess I'll take the chalk then. I'll take T. Higgins, currently yeah. wide receiver 12, only Boom. 23, still 23 years old. I mean, you guys left the, the softball for me. I feel like I have to take it. Yeah, that's an awful thing. Um, Ryan? <laughs> I'm going to stick with this rookie class uh, because there are guys, again, as we've already said in this episode, who have already shown that they belong here. Garrett Wilson is the wide mm. receiver 14, 22 years old, and uh, only gaining value from here. Wow, I get my number one pick and my number two pick. Uh, I'll take George Pickens. Like, he's way down there in ADP compared to, comparatively sure. to these other guys. So much more room to go up. Olave and Wilson, sure, they have room, but not nearly as much as Pickens, who's barely a wide receiver three. That is a good point. Um <laughs> It's not how much yeah. value they gain, right? It's it's how confident you are that they will gain value. Yeah, and exactly. my, my confidence is much greater if you have way more room to gain. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> I fair. think I'm going to – I'll uh, probably surprise you with all these picks because I think I did this a different way than you guys. Yeah, I think you have a crystal ball or something that you've, if you've already seen from these guys that you're so, you're so confident in them. Uh, but, uh, I'll go, I did not think I was going to be making this pick, but I'm going to pick Gabe Davis currently wide receiver Mm. 30. Um, he is, how old is he? Somebody he's 23. He's He's almost 24. 
Almost 24, yeah. So he qualifies, but currently wide receiver 30. We saw the massive game for him. The first play, 98-yard touchdown, follow that up with another, like I think it was a 62-yarder. Uh, so, uh, man, I was doubting him, but it's hard to ignore him in that offense with that quarterback uh, for, for years to come. Ryan, who you got with the seventh pick? Sticking with the rookies, Jahan Dotson, 22 years old, wide receiver 31, went a little further down the list, Dan. I hope you approve of that. Uh, Dotson, yeah, Dotson, uh, to me, in in my opinion, already challenging Terry McLaurin as the top target there in Washington. Just need to get him back on the field. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the rookies as well. I'll take Alec Pierce, wide receiver 55. So much room. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's, he's gained already since being declared wide receiver 55, as I said earlier. All right, I will take uh, what I feel like is another chalk pick. Uh, Rashad Bateman, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, wide, wide receiver 19. He's 22 years old. Hmm. Didn't have him on my list. Ryan? Hmm. I think this is my last one. This is a player I was uh, pretty much off, off of uh, this offseason, was very worried about him, but – he and, and really that entire offense is changing my mind. I'll go with Devontae Smith mm-hmm. uh, here at the uh, 110. Uh, and Smith is the wide receiver 24 right now in our Dynasty ADP. All right. I will go with Romeo Dobbs with the 11th pick. Currently RB, or excuse me, wide receiver 39. So lots of room for him to, to grow as well. Uh, the the quarterback situation as early as next year is what kept him a little bit lower uh, on my list on this one. All right. And we'll wrap it up with another rookie Traylon Burks wide receiver 20, a little bit older, 22 years old uh, already. Um, But I think we, he's flashed enough. We need a quarterback upgrade, Um, but otherwise still excited about what he offers, man. We'd feel real good if these were our wide receivers in a dynasty league right now. Uh, lots of good (laughs) players there. Let's go to the other side of things. As Matt said, round two, the I've seen enough. We're confident the wide receiver value has peaked and that they will continue to decline ages 24 to 26 inside the top 50 wide receivers. So for reference, that's uh, Christian Watson is the wide receiver. 50. Uh, Ryan, you got the number one pick in the second round as well. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson here. He's wide receiver 17. Uh, we're seeing a lot of competition from uh, the, the guy Dan just drafted, George Pickens. Uh, also still not confident in that quarterback situation even after the swap. Uh, so really just multiple concerns with uh, with Deontay here and uh, I can't imagine his value gets much higher than it is right now. And he's that's a good pick. He's a guy that he he's peaked already. That that's the that's really what we're doing here. He's continuously every single month a third round startup pick, and that's yeah. where he belongs. Like you said, he's just not going to go up. Uh, I like that pick a lot. I will go the same type of direction. Um, I'm going to take Juju Smith Schuster. He he. I know that this isn't exactly what we're doing. He Shocker. peaked at six overall a few years ago. He's never going to get that high. And I, I don't belong. I don't think he belongs at wide receiver forty-one right now either. He's going to be. He's going to double that number by this time next year, I believe. Ooh, that would be quite the fall. Um, I'm going to go with a player in more similar range to Ryan's. I think I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Uh, love him. He's 1,100 yards every year. Uh, t- touchdown upside is not there. We thought Baker was the best quarterback he's got, he had, and maybe he was, but he's still terrible and can't activate DJ Moore. So by the time he gets that quarterback that can't activate him, then uh, he's going to be starting to age out from a dynasty value perspective. Hmm. Ryan, who's the fourth pick? Yeah, DJ Moore was going to be my guy. You you took him. Um I think uh, kind of along similar lines, I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton here, uh, mm-hmm. who barely qualifies. <laughs> he turns 27 on Monday. Uh, but Cortland Sutton, I mean, we thought this was going to be the year, and, and this year has definitely been better with the upgrade at quarterback. But as we talked about earlier with Russell Wilson, it, it certainly hasn't been the offense that uh, that any of us envisioned. And here Sutton is is – 
wide receiver 25, I think at that point he he's probably peaked. Yeah, I like that pick as well. But my number two pick in, in this one is still available as well. I'm going to take Chase Claypool, uh, Ooh, wide receiver yeah. 46. That's way down there. You'd say, man, there's a lot of room for him if he gets on another team. But, man, he hasn't done anything with his opportunities in Pittsburgh. All the reasons you mentioned for Deontay are the reasons he won't be back in Pittsburgh. And if Pittsburgh doesn't want you as a receiver anymore, I think that's a sign of something. He peaked He peaked in the in the fourth round in our ADP uh, a couple of seasons ago, and he's never going to get close to that again. I don't even know. I don't even know if he belongs at 46 right now. I, I took Alec Pierce earlier. I would trade Claypool for Alec Pierce right now. Oh, easily for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. Claypool was They're my 10 pick, spots so different in ADP of what among wide receivers yeah. right now though. Well, when we should go make that happen, like, like immediately. <laughs> that's your that's your that's your takeaway from this show is go trade Claypool for Alec Pierce. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay in the same range. I'm going to go with someone we talked about earlier, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, 47. Um, I don't know why it feels like the wide receiver one for an NFL team that should be a pretty good price, but it's just not for Darnell Mooney. Uh, he's going to be falling. Ryan. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. I uh, really, really like the player. Uh, had that awesome game uh, in week one, which feels like a long time ago right now because that offense has fallen apart. Uh, it almost feels like this is going to be a wasted year for Pittman, which which really stinks because he's a great talent, but he uh, he's, he's 24 years old. And, I mean, a lot of this show has been talking about, uh, has been spent talking about all of these amazing young wide receivers and we're only getting more of them uh next offseason when that that 23 rookie class comes in so at wide receiver 10 he's been a borderline first round startup pick this is michael Pittman's peak in value yeah that's painful and you know just just because we mentioned these guys as guys that are peaked doesn't mean you should overreact and sell any of these guys Pittman's still a great player that we want on our teams yep. It's just that we shouldn't expect him to stay in that top 10 among wide receivers for much longer, if at all, to be honest with you. So so let's try not to overreact to these um, because it does sound like we're painting a pretty negative picture when it comes to all of these guys. I'm going to do the same thing. I'll go with Chris Godwin, who I hate to do this with. Uh, he was my third guy on this list. He's wide receiver 22, uh, peaked as a fringe first rounder a couple of years ago, and I just don't know how he stays at 22 for much longer among wide receivers. Tom Brady's done after the season. There's huge question marks uh, for that roster in general. Um, He would have to be on a different team to keep that kind of value, and he'd have to find a a quarterback similar to Tom Brady that uses him in the same way. I just don't see that happening. I love Godwin. I want him on all my contending teams. I'm willing to ride it out beyond this year. I'm just not convinced he's going to be a wide receiver two in dynasty value for much longer. Yeah, you took my guy again. So. Sweet, <laughs> annoying. That's annoying. <laughs> um, I'm gonna man. The rest of these guys, unless we go deep, are are players that I don't feel super great about taking a, a take on, uh, or uh, that they're going to fall in value. Um, man, I'll go. I'll go to the. I'll go high though. I'm going to go Debo Samuel. Um, we, Ooh. we, we have him with, with producing again with, uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo is Trey Lance the future. Is he not, are we going to be on another quarterback search for this guy? Um, so is he going to continue to get touches as running back and wear down early? Uh, he's obviously a very productive player, but at wide receiver, is he seven this month, Ryan? Is that right? Um, yes. it's one, almost 27 years old. Uh, he wide receiver six, he's not going higher than that. He's got to fall uh, by this time next year. Uh, sorry, Debo. Debo's actually a wide receiver. 11, 11. right? Yeah. 11. yeah. 11. Yeah. And that's what kept him out of my top 10 here, but I can see where he landed there. Uh, Ryan, you got one more pick in this one. Uh, I think I'm going to end with uh, a guy that I already said was overvalued. Curtis Samuel, 26 years old. Wide receiver 49 down there at, at 100 overall. And I just don't expect that to uh, hold. Yeah, so back-to-back Samuels, Debo and Curtis. I don't think I can keep that run going. I will – I think I'm going to go with Christian Kirk, which doesn't feel great Ooh. because 
Because there is a little bit of room for him to go up, but what you said earlier, Ryan, it might be it might be a bad pick. Um, (laughs) But what you said earlier about this class that's coming in, and I I don't know if he can pick up enough steam in the next uh, ten or twelve games to to carry on through through an off season of gaining those guys. So, like, I like him at wide receiver twenty eight, but it feels like that might be the peak. Kirk feels a little. As far as value and, and situation, it feels a little like Robert Woods, like wasted with that original team, finally gets to a new team and, and we see what he really is. And, but, but he peaked at, at, after he showed what he could be with that new team. He, he peaked and kind of plateaued and we never, we never saw him spike again. And, and I'm cons- that's why I picked him. I'm concerned that might have already happened for Kirk. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to take the last easy guy, as I really don't want to say any other names uh, that I have on here. I'm going to say Hunter Renfro, wide receiver, 48, uh, 20, almost 27 years old, just outside, uh, just under that. Uh, it just, I, I thought maybe that he was going to have uh, enough targets to make it happen. He's also been hurt, uh, but it's just, it's Devonte Adams and it's uh, and it's Darren Waller getting getting the work there. So I can't see Renfro going up from now uh, at an advanced age. Uh, for the record, a few of the other players that could have been picked, A.J. Brown at wide receiver 4, D.K. Metcalf at wide receiver 15, Hollywood Brown at wide receiver 21, Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 34, who I who I considered instead of Kirk, uh, Michael Gallup at wide receiver 43 as well. Um, so that was a fun exercise. Again, let's not overreact to anything we said negatively about your favorite player uh, in round two or, or even positively about your favorite player in round one. Um, that was certainly fun to do, and we'll, we'll continue to do these kind of mocks moving forward. Um, that's going to do it for our time uh, here on the DLF Dynasty podcast. For Ryan and Matt, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we'll catch you again next week. Thank you for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.